Welcome to the Archive Room Podcast. In this podcast, we'll be taking a deep dive into some of the most interesting moments in PrEP's history and hearing some of PrEP's most notable alumni and faculty give first-person accounts of these events. So please join me as we take a trip into the Archive Room. Many prep students today take the outcome of the annual state swim meet as a given. Prep swimming has been unrivaled by any other program, just last year winning its 14th consecutive state title. This unprecedented achievement has cemented prep swimming's place in history, as it set a new record for most consecutive state titles won out of all sports and all divisions in Nebraska. But it wasn't always this way. In the late 1960s, Westside and Lincoln East dominated the competitive landscape in swimming each boasting their own impressive streak of state titles. Despite the dominance of these powerhouse programs, the 1969 prep swim team was able to claim its first state championship, defeating Westside by about 70 points. Through the grit of coach Jack Jackson, the leadership of upperclassmen swimmers, and a promise made to prep's bravest athlete, the 1969 team started a tradition of excellence that lasts to this day. I sat down with the three captains for the 1969 team, Dan Fry, Bob Turek, and Rick Reich, as well as the legendary Coach Jackson himself, for a first-person account of that exceptional season. All right, Dan Fry, and uh, I was on the 1969 State High School uh, swim team with prep. I was captain, uh, tri-captain. Bob Turek was another captain, and then Dick Rentz was the other captain. So we had three we were the tri-captains. That was a fun year. I'm Bob Turek, another one of the captains from 1969. Uh, and it was a great experience. Uh, it's something that, that stays with you your whole lifetime, really. Uh, and, and the friendships that you gain while you're on the team, it, it's, it was quite an experience. This is Dick Wrench. Back in 1969, I was about um, 18 years old, and I was a captain for part of the season anyway of the 1969 swimming team at prep. I'm uh, Coach Jackson. I uh, coach these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> You're just being nice now. You're being nice. You know, Jackson, I was hoping you know, we were going to talk about the nice part. nice part was I used the word idiots. <laughs> One of the biggest hurdles the team had to overcome if it had a shot at postseason glory was pool space. While Lincoln East and Westside both had their own pools on campus, the prep team made daily treks to whichever pool would have them, often with less than ideal training conditions. We bounced around like uh, a ball. If, if there was water available, we had some. If not, then we were up a creek. So uh, it was not a, a good situation. And of course, today it still isn't a good situation. 69, we were down at the university and now at Boys Town. Mm-hmm. And Boys Town is not the best situation in the world. It was an old pool, four lanes. They kept the water warm, about 102 degrees. And there were yeah. dead bodies on the end, end, at the end of the pool there. At the bottom of the pool, there were dead bodies. Down at Creighton, uh, we had to break the ice when we hopped in. There's a, <laughs> a thin layer of ice at the top. It was top. cold. Yeah, over Christmas vacation, it was real foggy because the uh, exhaust fan uh, went out, so a fog formed. 
inside the pool area. You couldn't see anything. And but the thing, nice thing, when it was foggy at Creighton, you know, down at the end of the pool, half the end of the pool was fog. So you know, we'd only do about it half, and then pop <laughs> up, you know. But so you could never see us. But he he knew it. We just did flip turns about halfway down the pool, <laughs> came back. We were cranking out some good times. Yeah, though, hell of good times. Yeah, those practices were tough. <laughs> Despite the struggle for pool space, the team had no lack of grit. Coach Jackson elicited nothing but the best from his swimmers and kept the team on track for victory despite the disadvantages of limited water time. We got it from Coach Jackson. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, and everything yeah. is, I mean, he made believers in us. I mean, there was times that you think you couldn't do it and there was no excuses. Uh, you just, you know, basically you had to, you had to work hard and because uh, he wouldn't put up with anything else. Yeah. I was afraid of him. I had to had to do what I could do. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'd rather go. I'd rather get go 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 to jail and get, get, get you know get, get picked up by the police than, than have to face Coach Jackson. So you know, we, we didn't have call waiting back then, you know, and all that. So my mom picked up. I called in sick. I said, man, I was just I was just tired. I just wasn't feeling good. And we you know we we're having some tough practices. So I called in sick to school thinking that, you know, I don't have to go to practice. You know, I'm sick and, you know, I'll just, oh, guess what? Three o'clock, baby. That phone <laughs> rang. My mom answered. It's Coach Jackson. I said, oh, dude. And he goes, hey, Fry, how you feeling? You sound pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You going to come to work? Yeah. You sound really good. Uh, yeah, Coach. You know, I was dying, you know, but I ended up going. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> At the Metro Conference Championship, Coach Jackson's rigorous training began to pay off. Prep won the conference championship, narrowly beating out the defending state champions, Westside. However, in the midst of this great achievement, tragedy struck. Tom Dugan, a sophomore and prominent member of the team, died of leukemia. Tom was diagnosed with an advanced case of leukemia some months earlier and chose to keep the heartbreaking news from all but a few, only sharing the news with Coach Jackson and a few others. He chose to go against the advice of his doctors, who urged him not to compete due to fear of infection. Tom, however, had rare courage. He did not quit, far from it. He continued to compete right up to the end, telling Coach Jackson that he hoped he could hang on to see Prep win the state championship. Sadly, Tom succumbed to his illness just days before the state meet. He was laid to rest in a white letter sweater. His experience came from probably uh, diving in Hanscom Pool because uh, he lived fairly close to there is uh, it was it was kind of strange because uh, I'd go up to visit him every day after he practiced uh, he wanted to know how things went and uh, I remember the last time I walked into the room and he wasn't in there and, and uh, the nurse said uh, are you family and I said well more or less and uh, she says, well, he, he, he passed the last two hours. I uh, went over to his parents' house and uh, gave any condolences. And, uh, yeah, I don't remember knowing until just right before, until he really went in the hospital, honestly. I mean, we were two years older, and he was a diver. You know, it didn't really hit until the funeral, for me anyway. And, right. And to see him there after knowing him as a diver and a swimmer and and then yeah. just see him lying there, it, it was hard to take. It was 
Yeah. It's kind of traumatic, really. Yeah. He's so young. I mean, we were young, but he was even younger. I think we even worked harder, you know, just the fact that, you know, and I think coach said, hey, let's let's do this for Tommy Dugan. And uh, well, you're after correct. we gave him the white letter sweater, we had to take state. With this promise made to their friend and teammate, the 69 team set their sights on the state meet, dedicating it to Tom. There was still work to be done to make history. Coach was just stressing that the prelims are, are, are that that's the state meet. You, you, we got we have to swim fast in the prelims. We got we got to qualify as many guys because Westside had a lot of depth. You know they didn't have a lot of the top dog, but they have you know we had to beat the, their depth. And I think what right Jack we had to basically have our second third swimmers really swim hard to get in the you know to, to qualify. It was just I mean Jack would have you there and talk to you before your event. And everybody was swimming um, up to the best of their ability and things were going smooth. So, you know, he put the fear of God in you before it was your turn and <laughs> just said, you know, you know what you got to do and get out there and do it and, <laughs> and everything will be fine. So, but I do remember uh, everybody just diving in the water and pushing Jack in after the, after the ceremony was over. With all the races complete and all the points tallied, Prep had won its first ever state swimming and diving title. Prep won five individual events and one relay, putting them 70 points ahead of runner-up Westside. While more than 50 years have passed since that historic season, the 69 team still keeps in touch. Just last year, they held a reunion attended by much of the team. This further demonstrates the fact that these men accomplished something far more than just a state title. They kept a promise to a friend, made memories to last a lifetime, and forged bonds that would never be broken. I'd like to give a special word of thanks to Mr. Dan Fry and Mr. Rick Berger for helping me research and organize interviews for this episode. Written and produced by Andrew Hood. Date of recording, 9-5-2020.